Well, hello, and welcome to another edition of the e-commerce evolution podcast. I'm your host, Brett Curry, CEO of OMG Commerce. And today we're diving into a topic that I am really, really excited about. It's something that actually I'll, I'll share with you in a minute. I saw this brilliant offline example of this years ago in a successful retailer. And since I've never seen anything like it until I met today's guest and heard what he's doing online. It's just fantastic. And, and so we're going to be talking about VIP groups and gated launches. Totally, totally psyched, uh, psyched about. I'm so excited. I'm slurring my words, right? But really, really pumped about this. If you're ready to finally scale with YouTube ads, I have a free exclusive event just for you. Our YouTube ad experts here at OMG, including myself, are partnering with our team at Google to deliver a power-packed virtual event. We're calling it YouTube Ads for E-Commerce, the winning formula for scale. During the event, we'll show you exactly how other e-commerce brands we work with are spending $5,000, $10,000, even $30,000 per day or more profitably with YouTube ads. You'll get to learn directly from Google with information from their Unskippable Labs team. This presentation on what ads get skipped and what ads don't is amazing. I've seen it before, and it will definitely help drive more conversions for you. You can also ask your burning YouTube ad questions to our expert panel. And as a bonus, fellow podcaster and e-commerce expert Kurt Elster will be talking about landing page optimization to add fuel to your customer acquisition efforts. When you sign up today, you'll also get access to the replays. Check it out at omgcommerce.com under events or visit the show notes for this episode. And now back to the show. Delighted to welcome to the show, Mr. Jordan West. Jordan is an e-commerce entrepreneur at heart, building multiple brands. He's the founder and CMO of Little and Lively, which we'll talk about some today on the show. And so with that, Jordan, welcome to the show, man. And thank you so much for taking the time. Right, thanks so much for having me. Uh, it's been great getting to know you recently. And uh, yeah, I'm so pumped to, to be on your podcast. You're going to be coming on mine as well. So uh, I think this is going to be a, the, the beginning of a great friendship here. And I'm, I'm looking forward to sharing some hopeful nuggets for, uh, for the audience to be able to use uh, in their business. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of just a little teaser. I'm going to be on Jordan's podcast, which will be fun. And, and yeah, as, we, as you and I were kind of prepping and talking about this, you know, I just love these ideas. And so, you know, excited for the, the value uh, you're going to deliver here. So let's, uh, the, these two concepts are very much tied together. I'll, I'll talk about my offline example for gated launches in a minute. It's, it's an interesting one. I think it creates a nice mental picture. But let's talk about VIP groups first. So, so kind of give me the, the whys and hows of a VIP group, and then we'll probably unpack a few things that are, are related there. Yeah, totally. So I'll give you the whys, first of all, um, and, and I'll give you the what, actually, to start. So uh, what, what exactly is a VIP group, right? So a VIP group is basically any gathering of your, like, super fans. Um, so where do you gather them? Well, I, in my opinion, the best place to gather them, and it really depends you know, what type of business that you're in. Um, these days, I still think that Facebook VIP groups are probably the best place to gather a VIP community. Um, you know, if you're listening to this and you're in business to business, Slack, I'd say, is is that side um, for a, a VIP type group um, on the business side because everybody's checking Slack all the time. All the time. Um, 
but consumers, for the most part, are still checking Facebook all the time, right? Um, as far as you know, what the data shows. So I like to gather VIP um, customers on within a Facebook group. The algorithm is still really, um, uh, really favors uh, groups um, on Facebook, and so it's a really great place to gather uh, these subscribers. Some more whys of why these. And, and just just do- quickly, like to talk uh, about something that you mentioned there. So you mentioned super fans. So ideally, these are going to be, you know, the most passionate, the most enthusiastic, and also the most ideal, right? Like these are your ideal customers, those that spend the most, stay the longest, promote it the most, like any any other thoughts you would add to, you know, kind of what a super fan is? So I, I'm, I'm going to have a... a- uh, a, a quick little talk about levels of traffic, right? So we talk about this all the time. I learned this years ago. Uh, I think I originally learned it from the digital marketer guys um, about levels of traffic, right? So on Facebook, we talk about, uh, and and YouTube and all, all of these areas, we talk about five different levels of traffic, right? So cold, they've never heard of you. Uh, you know, two, those would be engagement audiences. Three would be people, people who viewed content. So they've gone to like a product page. Four, they've added to cart. And five, they've purchased. It doesn't end there. It doesn't end with five levels, right? After that, there's levels six, seven, eight. I mean, you can get into um, all of these levels. Basically, level eight um, to me is those super fans who are actually going to stick up for you, right? They're the fans who are going to tell all of their friends about you. But if you just stopped at level five, right, which is what everybody does, <laughs> they stop at level five, they don't go beyond that and actually start to nurture their customers in a group, right? There is, there's a big difference between nurturing somebody with email sequences and actually nurturing them within a group where they're able to talk with each other, right? Lots of brand owners are really scared, like, oh my gosh, there's going to be all this negativity. Like, wonderful. If you have people who are actual super fans, they're going to stick up for you within this VIP group. That's yeah. the beautiful thing. And it's thing. one thing for you to defend your brand and talk about why criticism may not be true. It's something entirely different if a, if a customer of their own volition sticks up for you and defends your brand and defends the product that's just, it's amazing. And there's nothing else like it. it it's true. We, we recently had some, some interesting staffing issues, especially uh, around this, you know, COVID time. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and so we were getting packages out like 10 days after people had ordered, which is crazy. I mean, normally it's like next day, right? But we had, we'd run a couple big sales, um, we're short staffed, and it was taking a long time to get packages out. It was incredible because on the VIP group, some of the newer customers, you know, who had maybe only, only ordered once or twice that were in the group, you know, started to say like, oh my gosh, where's my package? And people would just stick up for us. We didn't have to do any of that for ourselves. So yeah. Um, VIP groups in their own sense, like are incredible, especially on Facebook. We get about 10 to 20 posts a day, um, user generated content posts that reach about 3000 people. We don't write those posts. It's people saying like, oh my gosh, check out my daughter in this, uh, you know, in these clothes. And then it goes to two or 3000 of the VIP members, just perpetuating the VIP group and, um, and it's user-generated content, right? It's not our content. So if this was just about VIP groups, I think the value is right there. Like, go start a VIP group today because there's so much value within these groups. Yeah. So how do you build a VIP group? How do you attract people to the group? And, and then I'm also curious about, you know, how do you encourage, foster, develop engagement? Because, uh, you know, and, and the, the, the holy grail here is when, people just start posting and, and it kind of takes on a life of its own. But my thought is you probably can't just create 
a group and hope for the best, right? You, you probably totally. helped engineer that and encourage that and foster that. Uh, but first, yeah, how, how do you build it? How do you attract it? And then how do you kind of manage it, so to speak? Yeah, yeah, great, great questions. So we we use a really interesting technique. Probably the main way that we get people in is with personalized videos. So somebody orders from us the first time, we have a trigger that goes over. I'll let you know all the software that we use. It's not no secret um, <laughs> uh, because it's very hard. I find ideas are are fairly easy, and execution is very difficult. So totally. I like to just tell people everything. Um, cause we do some of these things as a service at our agency. Right. So I'll just tell yep. people exactly what we do. Then it's like, well, you probably don't want to do it anyway. So just hire us. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We totally so, run it as well. Yeah. So we use, um, so from Shopify, um, when there is a new customer created, we have a trigger, uh, we use Zapier, um, for that trigger over to a service called Bonjuro, which creates a task, a video task. And we have, uh, one of our virtual assistants, um, reach out to them with their name and what they ordered. And then we also say, hey, if you have any questions and you want to ask the VIP community, the little and lively VIP community, um, join our VIP group here. And so we have a huge uptake from those brand new customers. Um, so the first time that they've ordered, they come into the VIP community. We've already got people in there who are our super fans who are sticking up for us all the time. Um, and, and it really, I think, helps them you know, go into that level six, seven and eight, right? Where then they become those raving fans. And it's incredible actually to, to see over the years, the percentage of money that we're spending on ads comparatively to revenue. Um, we have so much word of mouth now um, that it it's just, it's exponential. Like we're always running, you know, a decent amount of, of advertising, but we've really had to um, with, uh, especially because we're, we're, this is a made in Canada brand. Yeah. Um, so as far as, uh, you know, manufacturing is concerned, we really do have limitations. Um, so we generally just sell out of everything all the time. <laughs> so uh, it's amazing. That's that's so amazing. Uh, I thought of a couple of Canada jokes when you said that, but I'm, I'm going to save those. Uh, no, just kidding, I love it. We've some team members in Canada, a great friendly clients and kids. It's all good. Uh, so, so I just want to uh, uh, clarify though what you said, because this is brilliant. And I really don't know anybody else that's doing it like you guys are. And I see how it's, feeding the VIP group. So what you're saying is, and I'm looking at the site now. So let's, let's say that I order this, I'm looking at a, a, a bamboo slash cotton flutter pullover, really cute uh, pullover sweater. So so what I would get then is an email from one of your VAs saying, Brett, thank you. Saw that you purchased the bamboo flutter pullover. You're going to love it. Uh, if you have any questions about that or want to connect with our group, go here, right? And so now it's two things. One, but it's via video. Yeah, via video, right? Which yeah. is crazy. Yeah, 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 not just an email. Like this is an actual video. It's a video in the get, email. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we get so, about a seventy percent watch rate on these videos. Seventy percent—that's outstanding. So, yeah, how do you execute on that? Uh, and you, you talked about the, the, you know, the, the software that was tied together. You know, Clavio and Zapier and Bonjoro. Yeah, and hopefully I didn't miss any. Um, but then is, is most of that script then, or most of what the video kind of scripted, and then there's just a few pieces that the VA plugs in, name, what they ordered, and then kind of the rest is, is scripted? Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's really the only way that we can do it, right, is have yeah. a general script for them yeah. um, to work off of. We tried this with in-house employees. I thought, oh, okay, let's just try it for a little bit. It was terrible. They were taking like 10 minutes per video. Um, you know, they didn't quite have the right angle. They're like, ah, oh, I don't know if that's going to be the right 20. video. Yeah. yeah, so when, so... So when I reached out to, I've got a, a, I mean, my my life is my assistance, right? I don't, I cannot execute on things. Um, 
And so employees and assistants and all of that, I feel like I'm that's one of my superpowers is just finding people to do the right thing. And so I found yeah. um, in our VA network, um, somebody who is really interested in doing these videos. And so they can do about 40 of them an hour. Um, oh, that's yeah. insane. And I just want to highlight something because you mentioned superpower. And you and I were talking about this before. I think, you know, one of the greatest strengths of an entrepreneur is when you're self-aware, right? You know, what do I do best? Am I an operator? Am I a finisher? Or am I, am I a starter? Am I an idea person? And then putting the systems and the people around you to make you successful and to allow your superpower to shine, like that's the formula. That's the secret. And, and you're doing that exceptionally well. It's uh, just a, a quick aside into strengths. We we run all of our organizations based on Clifton Strengths. Um, so Strengths Finders. Um, if yeah, anybody's yeah, okay. ever yeah. Uh, read read that book or done the test. We run all of our organizations. We manage based on strengths. So um, within Clifton Strengths, they talk a lot about um, pointy people, right? Um, that well-rounded people actually aren't aren't the ones who do amazing, incredible things, right? It's pointy people who are yeah. pointy in those certain areas. So yeah. for me, my strengths are all around influence and relationship, and that's it. Mm -hmm. I have no executing strengths whatsoever. Yeah. yeah, and it's interesting. I didn't mean to do this because you know we built our businesses before we started managing with with strengths. And I look, and there's one strength in executing called uh, the achiever. And every person in my life that is in my um, management, uh, my wife, uh, <laughs> my business partners in every single endeavor all have achiever. And so to, to me, I, I didn't mean to do it, but I, I think subconsciously I knew for me to get things done and big things done, I need that person to come alongside of me, grab that idea and then execute it. Yeah. I love that. And then I love the idea of, of pointy people. I hadn't heard that, but yeah, I think it, I think it is usually pointy people to do something really remarkable and 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 unique and and different. And for someone to be pointy, it means they're really amazing at something, and probably really bad at a lot of other totally a lot of other things. But Which that's is totally so cool. hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand it's, it. It's hard as an entrepreneur, right? Like when you, uh, especially you know, you're a person who sees success all the time, and it's hard not to. You know, I hear people like, "Oh, I want to work. I want to know every part of the business." Like, hmm. okay, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're, we're yeah. doing a couple of acquisitions right now. And I, my uh, CFO is looking at these acquisitions and I'm like, I just want the high level. Yep. I just yep. want to know, are there places we can plug into what we're doing? I cannot go in there and learn everything. I think reading a financial statement is incredibly important. Yeah. But, Gotta do that. Yeah. But I'm not going to build out the model. Right. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. So, totally, totally smart. So I, I think that's the way you have to do it. Um, so, okay. Awesome. So you're sending these personalized videos via email. Brilliant. Uh, and 70% view rate on those videos. What else are you doing to, to build the VIP groups? I'm, I'm guessing that's the biggest effort and that has a, a really high success rate, but are you doing anything else to, to actually build the group, attract new members? Yeah. The, the only other thing that we use is we use a pop-up for when somebody has purchased um, at least once. Um, on the website, when they come back the next time, it'll cool. we have one pop up that says, "Hey, join our VIP group." We noticed nice. you've already purchased. That's amazing. And, and what do you what what tool do you use for that? Uh, we use Wise Pops for that. Wise Pops. Really okay. great tool. Uh, a little expensive for just a pop up tool. I think it's about a hundred bucks a month on Shopify um, okay. for kind of the the traffic level that we're at. But honestly, it's it's worth its weight in gold just being able okay. to to segment out so ridiculously easy. 
Um, especially when you like, I, I don't want to become an expert in all these tools and I don't want my staff to have to, you know, get a university degree and a pop-up tool. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally makes sense. So, so I want to get into gated launches in a minute because that, that's super fascinating. But then let's talk a little bit about the kind of the management of the group. So, so how do you foster and encourage engagement? How do you kind of manage it? Because it's, you know, it's not going to manage itself, right? So, so any tips or ideas on the management piece of it? Yeah, great. Great question. So when we first, honestly, we probably only had to do it for about the first three months. We had a daily post scheduled that would just solicit responses, right? So first of all, before you do this, know your audience, right? <laughs> if you don't know your, like these, these people inside and out, it's, you're probably gonna have a really hard time with a VIP group like this. So first thing is just know your audience. For us, um, this is, I'm saying this with all absolute love, uh, our audience for this brand is hipster Christian moms. We really know that that's like, that's, that's the, amazing. Uh, it, yeah. and, and not saying they're all Christians. It's just like, that's the persona. That's the, if you had to, I think one of the things all, you have to do in marketing you can is, picture is them. you can exactly, you have to be able to picture them. And that's the thing with marketing. Some people are like, Oh, you're stereotyping. You're doing this. Well, but you have to do something so you can picture them in your mind or else you're just talking to like a demographic and that doesn't work. Like you need to talk to a person. Totally. We, uh, my, my wife was quite insulted actually when, uh, when one of our employees pointed that out a couple of years ago, she was like a 20 something working for us. And she's like, man, it's just only hipster Christian moms that come and pick up their orders. <laughs> We're like, Oh my gosh, that's brilliant. Of course. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And that <laughs> so, but when you, when you have that picture, then that also says, Okay, what should we do next? Like, what what tone or flavor should we put on things? Well, hipster Christian mom does help define that, right? And then it does help you make decisions. It so that's, it's a useful, uh, you know, avatar to have there for sure. Totally, totally. And I think having a general avatar is really, really important. Like, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I especially when building a community right? Um, we're these two new brands that we're acquiring right now. They're both outdoor brands, and they're really big for the environment. Um, so I, I'm going to need some shorthand to to really remember who these two, uh, or sorry, who this ideal customer persona yeah. is. The same way that we know uh, that we know it at Little and Lively and right. uh, our other brands that serve that same customer. Yep. So, um, so yeah, so know know your customer, right? And then ask questions to solicit some sort of engagement out of them daily. So that's what we were doing. Is every single day we were asking a different question. Um, just to start getting uh, their opinion on things, um, see where they're at um, with, uh, you know, we try and keep everything apolitical, um, especially yeah, in 2020, totally. right? Got like, yeah. there's just, just no need. Nasty if you don't. Yeah. yeah. And we're, we're predominantly Canadian too. So we're just like naturally apolitical. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, I think you guys are, you guys are beneath us, right? Like <laughs> geographically, all that, like, Hey, we're not going to get into your political nightmare. So yeah, exactly. No, no, no. We just, we just have popcorn and watch like that's all, you know? <laughs> oh man, that, that's fantastic. Uh, yeah. So, so, and, and I mentioned, I probably, I probably phrased that somewhat incorrectly in the beginning where I said it won't manage itself. Actually probably over time it sort of does, but in the beginning though, you have to get it going. Right. And that's, that's where what you yes. said comes into play. You've got to seed it. You've got to get engagement. You've got to be engaged. Yeah. You've got to understand your audience. Like, so you've got some work to do there. And then, so, so you're really active there for three months or so. What do you guys do now to foster engagement or do you mainly kind nothing. of like the group do it, do its thing? Yeah, we do nothing, nothing to foster engagement anymore. Now it's just, it's part of the, the group, um, you know, what the group's about. 
Uh, and people will see other people posting their cute pictures of their kids and our clothing, and they'll do the same thing. So yeah. for us, we don't have to do that anymore. It's like a, a ball that's been pushed down a hill, right? Yep. Um, yep. Every once in a while, we'll just come in and, and add to the conversation. And that's really yep. what it comes down to. We get incredible insights from this VIP group. Uh, a really great example was at Christmas time, we were going to release two new graphics. And one of them had done really well two years ago. And uh, it said, Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. And it was, and <laughs> and that. it was like a home picture alone. of a rac of a raccoon. Yeah, so it had the Home Alone, it had the raccoon, uh, and it had done really well a couple of years ago. For some reason, it just did not resonate this year with our yeah. audience. So we, yes, yeah, so we asked, we said, hey, these are the two, and and we're doing it a little bit as like a teaser as well, right? Like, hey, what do you guys think about these? Well, everyone said they hated both of them, and by everyone, I mean like we had two hundred comments. We had it as a poll. Um, you know, most people were saying, no, I don't like either of these. Oh my gosh, right. this is incredible insight. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> so we then went back and to the drawing board. while that feedback hurts, it's way better to get it now than if you had produced one or both of these and then people are like, yeah, I hate those. I'm not going to buy those. Totally. And, and you know, you like, I, I, I hear this from, from other business owners sometimes and everybody, like, what? Sorry, I shouldn't say everybody. What I hear is is you know Steve, the Steve Jobs God sort of idea, right? <laughs> yeah. Where Steve Jobs was that one didn't guy. Need a focus who, group. I don't either. You know. Yeah, exactly. Where he could just go in and just and he would just do it. He'd tell the market what they want. Guys, there's like eight billion people in the world, and there's like two or three people who do that, right? Right. For yeah. the majority yeah. of yeah. of us, we actually need to ask our customers for feedback, right? right. Um, I prefer feedback that that ends in my bank account much more yeah. than me thinking I'm correct and then yeah. sitting on a bunch of inventory I can't do anything with. It, totally. And it's also like part of the reason that worked was one, because it's Steve Jobs and you're right, very few people can do that, but also because he was creating new technology. We, we No one could could articulate the iPhone because they had no idea that that was possible, right? So of yeah. course, if you're creating new technology, you got to kind of tell the market what they want. When it comes to t-shirts and stuff, like, yeah, you, you probably want people's feedback. Like in clothing, you want people's feedback. Uh, feedback is- Totally. Is yep. Yeah. So. Otherwise, you're going to be sitting on on all this inventory. So we pivoted right away. Um, uh, the next day, we put out two new designs. Uh, so that's one of the things that my wife still does as CEO there. She still designs, uh, which I think is very important for, for that particular company. We thought like, you know, what are the roles she can get rid of? Designing is one of those ones that's really interesting because it it really is the brand. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a lot harder to teach. So uh, yeah, so she came back with two new designs. The group loved them and we sold out within half an hour. Amazing. Doing a, so, doing a gated launch as well. So. Kudos to you guys for doing that. Kudos to to her because I know some people that, that are really good at designing, they also kind of have that same mentality of, hey, don't I'm an artist. Don't tell me what what's good and what's not yeah. good, right? But, but <laughs> totally. to have that ability of saying, here's something that I created that I love. Oh, you don't like that? Okay. I'll do something. I'll do something different, and then you find a winner. So, uh, kudos to her. Kudos to you guys for for doing that. So, uh, this is a great time. Let's kind of transition into gated launches. So, probably people have a bit of a picture in their mind of what this is. We've talked about launches before. Talked about launches using uh, crowdfunding and and all kinds of other launches. Um, but let's talk about what a gated launch is, and then I want to give kind of an interesting offline example that I saw years ago that I think creates an interesting picture. And then we'll get into the kind of the how you do it and, and some of those things as well. But but what is it first? Cool. Yeah. So I did not make this idea up. <laughs> um, I remember, I think it was 2016. I, I remember reading Contagious by Jonah Berger. Um, 
I remember it was 2016 because I went to Disney World. Um, no kids. My, my wife and I just went on our own. And I remember like eating this book up. I'm like, this is incredible. It's like just about how things go viral. And so he was talking about this clothing brand, this online clothing brand that was doing terrible. Um, people just really weren't resonating with it. Huge bounce rate. Everyone was leaving the site. Um, and so they thought, you know what? We've got a big list. What's the worst case scenario you know, that can happen. We're going to go bankrupt. They're already kind of on their way to going bankrupt. And so they decided to password protect their site. And then every Friday they would do a new launch and they would give the password out a specific password that day. So nobody could uh, enter the website without it. So, you know, being the, the non-executor that I am, I read that, thought it was an amazing idea, told a bunch of people about it and then nothing ever got done. So, uh, <laughs> this, <laughs> so this last year I remembered the idea and I'm like, huh, this could work really, really well for our store. We've got this like 8,000 person group. We'd started to build an SMS group alongside of it as well. So we were doing interesting things with it. I thought interesting things, and I still think they are, where, you know, we'd give SMS uh, and VIP group uh, only discounts, right? And we could see like, oh, cool, 500 people use that discount. That's incredible. Um, that was that was cool, but this really took it to, to the next level. So what we do is we um, password protect the site for 12 hours. Nobody can enter the site before that. And so this is especially for big sales and big launches. And then the day Just of the sale... Just a quick question. When the, when the site is password protected, do you have the option for someone to kind of sign up for the VIP group or do you push totally. signups or do you, okay, all right, great. Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. So if they want access, then they can either send us sign up for the SMS group uh, or the uh, Facebook VIP group. Um, so we'll get tons of signups on those days, right? From people who are like, ah, I can't I want access the site. I want what I can't have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for uh, generally we'll do either an hour or two hours, depending on what the launch looks like. So um, I'll walk you through our, our big launch that we did in August. So this was no discounts, no Facebook ads, no Google ads, nothing. Um, this was just to our list. So for about two weeks before we let people know, Hey, we're going to be launching this new collection. It was our fall winter collection. There's all these new designs. Um, if you want early access, you guys know we sell out. If you want early access to it, um, join these groups. So at 10 a.m. Pacific that day, we uh, released the password and it was crazy. We had, you know, within a minute, like 3,500 people on the site. Wow. So, so I just want to walk through a little bit of the psychology behind it, right? People come to the site right? They have a special password that they have to enter. I call it like, I remember hearing this word uh, years ago and thinking it was so nerdy, but it's it's a Rubicon, right? It's something that you can go through, a door you can go through, but you can't go back, right? In, in somebody's mind, it's that micro commitment that you don't want to go back because you've already entered this password. You're now in the special club, right? Mm -hmm. It's like going into like a nightclub and, and, and being like, hey, like there's no ins and outs, like yeah, once you're yeah, out, you're out. Yeah. And so it's that, that same that sort velvet of velvet cord, like, like the security guys letting you in. It's, it's a big deal. Yeah, totally. So, so within that first two hours, I think we did about 120,000 of sales. I was like, wow, that's incredible. Like, winner onto something. Yeah. We've had sales like that before, like where, you know, we're doing a 20% discount or something. We don't discount too often. So we've had sales like that, but but never long lasting like this. So we ended up doing about 250K, just, just over 250K in that 24 hours. And then it was incredible because we weren't running ads this whole time. So at two, so 12 o'clock, we actually opened the website up to, to everybody, uh, but there was all this buzz around it. So the next day, I think we still did like 50,000 in sales. And the next day, 40,000 in sales. When like an average day is generally like about 10K-ish, yeah, somewhere yeah. in there, right? Wow. Or it was at that time. Yeah. Um, 
So twenty five x on you know when you did the the gated deal, and then it was even like the the residual impact was even like a five x growth uh, for some of those a few of those days. Yeah, and 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 by the time I think it was about two weeks later that we actually caught up on orders <laughs> that we started advertising again, uh, and and it was incredible. I mean this this entire year, um, I I hate to give numbers like this, but our return on ad spend this year on Facebook alone was ten point five. And that was spending like... Which is an insane number, by the way. Yeah, it's just crazy high. I just don't... I don't believe it. (laughs) Like the attribution. I just... I'm I'm a real like attribution skeptic. So so when I say that number, I'm like, yeah. But but the reason why we had that was because of these communities that were building. Yeah, yeah. Right? So we had these touches with customers all along the way. I love that, you know, today is, you know, you know, Facebook apocalypse with iOS 14. Like... Um, you're, you know, you're positioned well to still succeed through that. Um, and, and, and any of our clients as well, because we're not pushing, we're not doing some quick cash grab on Facebook, right? right. We're, we're trying to build audiences here, yeah, yeah. right? We're trying to build people, people up into and getting to know our brand. And so yeah. like the whole iOS 14, I'm like, yeah, sure. For like the drop shippers who are just, you know, right. kind of, you know, don't, aren't building a brand yet. Sure. Maybe that's going to matter to them. But like to me, a seven day, uh, click and one day view attribution is wonderful. That's yeah. that makes a lot of sense to me. Yep. So and, and go yeah, ahead. You're not going to lose any ability to build a community and to connect with people in a real way and to to offer some of these things that, that people really want. So so uh, that's first of all brilliant. And man, there's there's nothing wrong with. In fact, I think it's one of the, the greatest things in business and in life is to to identify an idea, see someone else doing something, and think ah. I can do that. Or I can do something like that. And so I'll create my own version and, and put it together. And what's your credit? I, I haven't heard, I talked to a lot of people about launches and I'm around a lot of smart marketers. I haven't really heard anybody talk about doing what you're doing. Uh, but when, when you mentioned it, I did immediately have a flashback to days gone by. Uh, when I first got my start in marketing, I owned a, a small ad agency and I worked with this piano dealer, right? And so this piano dealer, they did something similar-ish but it was all done via like TV, radio, print. So they did what they called the closed door sale. And so usually they would say, hey, we've got this, this inventory. It's limited. We're, we're going to, and they would usually use discounts too, but we'd have a discount, but we're closing the store. And so they would even like in the TV commercials have, you know, security guards standing by the door, doors closed. Yeah. You know, it's by appointment only. You can only get in to see the inventory if you call and schedule an appointment. Yeah. Right. And when you get here, you have to be ushered in, you know, to go meet with, you're just going to meet with a salesperson just trying to make a sale. Right. But it's this whole idea. And there's a little bit of gimmick, uh, some, some gimmickiness to it. Uh, I got to write some of the ads. It was, it was sort of fun. But uh, anyway, the, the whole idea was of the, of it though was, Hey, if you schedule an appointment, it's because you're going to buy, right. You're, you're, you're being ushered in. You're going behind that velvet cord. The security guards letting you in. Not so you can just kick the tires and and um, negotiate on price. You're, you're going in to buy, and so their yeah. clo- their closing ratio was incredibly high. And they would do, you know, they would do over the course of a day or two, you know, maybe what they did in in the previous two months. And so wow. that's something they couldn't do it too often in that regard because it was pianos and you know it's a different market. But I can see where you guys could do this regularly with the launch of new uh, new additions and new products and things like that. So really fantastic. There's a lot of psychology that goes into this. And so, yeah, what, what, a, just what a brilliant, uh, what a brilliant idea. Kudos to you. And it's replicable. 
let, is one one thing I wanted to let you know. Like we've we've done this multiple times since then. Uh, no more than once a month, but you know when we're releasing, we released our Christmas collection sold out within thirty minutes. Yeah. Um, you know we released, and that was our bad for not ordering enough. <laughs> we didn't realize the demand. We're like, oh, I guess. I mean, this is quadruple the demand from the year before. So um, we did it for another sale uh, again. I think in the first hour this time, we did about one hundred and twenty k. So and and. I, one thing I want to let people know uh, is that we're on regular Shopify. If anyone ever nice. thinks that you Good have you. to go to Shopify Plus, I, like one of the brands we're acquiring is on Shopify Plus. They do a lot less revenue than we do in our business. I'm like, boom, I'm slashing 2K right there. <laughs> yep, yep. Why not? I, I, yeah, I think it, it's not just an automatic, yes, we need uh, Shopify Plus, right? There has to be a real business reason for it. And, and, uh, and sometimes it makes sense with yeah. even with the um, transaction fees, right? That sort of thing. I'm just saying like a lot of people think that they have to go to that level as soon right. as they get to a certain revenue number. And I'm like, well, that's, I mean, for that $2,000, you could, you know, you can do a lot of stuff with that. Right. <laughs> that's, right. Yeah. yeah. Create <laughs> a real to. business use case for it's not just an automatic yes that we need to, to move to plus. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So that, that's awesome. So, so you've seen this, uh, you, you've replicated, duplicated the success of in many different areas. Where all, I mean, do you feel like this idea could apply to just about any e-commerce business? And, and what other categories have you seen it used in? So really, really good for people who are doing launches often, right? So if you're not doing launches often, pro- like, probably not the best, but you could do it like once a year, right? Yeah. Um, for, you know, for products that aren't morphing and changing, I don't see the the use for it unless you're using it um, to run a sale, um, yeah. in which case yeah. I think that it's a, a great idea. But then um, it could, if, it, if all I, I mean, is a discount, then it could kind of run its course quickly. That's where maybe you do it once a year, twice a year, something like that, if all it is is a discount. But where you guys are using it is it's the launch of a new product, a new style, a new design, something like that. And with that, you can do it pretty often. Totally, totally. And and that just really means that we're just releasing uh, new items all the time and iterating. And it really helps us. And it's something, you know, we're bringing into other businesses we're buying because we just know how well it works, right? Keeping, there's certain customers who will buy every single item you put out there, right? And and so it's really powerful to be able to continually release items and then get that feedback. And maybe it'll then become a core part of your collection. Um, I, I think that there's a lot more use cases other than just fashion. Fashion is a really easy one because it changes so often. Yeah. Um, we're, I mean, we're definitely in like slow fashion, right? Like we're, we're not a fast fashion brand at all. None of the brands that we're acquiring are fast fashion, but it's slow fashion. Still people want new things, right? Sure. They want new colors. Um, they want new, yeah. they want they want different, right? They want to be not exactly like their, you know, the moms down the road and their kids and stuff, right? We we all want to look a little bit different. And so so any any uh tools or technologies you would recommend if you're going to to run gated um launches or, or gated sales? Um any any tips or, or suggestions there? So yeah, as far as technology is concerned, you really don't need much. Uh, you need a good um, SMS platform. So PostScript or Attentive uh, would be those. Um, building up your uh, SMS list. So for me, I love Recart for that. Um, Recart is has an absolutely wonderful um, pop-up um, that they use to, to uh, get subscribers. So they get Messenger subscribers and SMS. 
Um, some things to note on the SMS side is, I, I think Attentive is a little bit better than PostScript, but they, your messages don't get delivered right away. So know that there is going to be a little bit of a time lag. Um, and then Facebook groups, right? That's the, the big free thing that you're, you're using Facebook's technology um, for your group. I do not recommend making a private group on your website. No one's going to go there. Yeah, exactly. No one's going to do that. Right? Um, They're already on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Go, go where people are hanging out. Make, make it easy for them. And you guys have certainly done that. Uh, well, this has been absolutely yeah. fantastic. Uh, just amazing, Jordan. Really, really appreciate it. Uh, as people are listening to this and thinking, okay, I need, I need to dig in a little bit more. I need more resources. Or maybe I just want someone to run this stuff for me. Right? How can they connect with you? How can they either learn more from you or you know, maybe hire you to do some of this stuff if, if that's even an option? Uh, talk to that a little bit. Yeah, so I, I actually do, I am the CEO of a, a Facebook ads marketing agency that also deals with this kind of strategy. So we're mindfulmarketing.co. Um, I actually also have a checklist uh, for this. So it's a sales launch checklist. It actually runs through, I think it's 36 steps that we do before any sales launch that our team uses um, to make sure, you know, two weeks out what, what we're doing. So you can get that one at mindfulmarketing.co slash sales-launch-launch. Checklist. Awesome. I, 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 I thought about changing the well. URL, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all good. So people can break <laughs> yeah, so, and then and go, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then and then I was gonna say, uh, for me personally, I love connecting on LinkedIn. Um, I true meaningful connections. I take anyone's connection request because um, it's just smart to do. I don't mind if somebody tries to spam me, I just ignore their message. So um, I don't mind uh at, <laughs> but like from, from podcasts, I've had it, probably in the last month alone, I've probably had like a hundred reach outs of people being like, Hey, I heard you on this podcast and want to connect about this. Um, so um, for me, I really do try and add value um, to people on LinkedIn. So if you just search Jordan West marketer, um, that's where I am on, uh, on LinkedIn. Fantastic. I will link to all of that, including the resources in the show notes. So you can check that out at OMG Commerce and look for the blog or, or just, just search for e-commerce evolution. So I'll link to everything and uh, also connect with you on LinkedIn. If we're not already connected, I can't remember. But man, my, my wheels yeah. are turning. The ideas are flowing. This was really good stuff. Jordan, thank you uh, so much for, for coming on. This, was, this has been awesome. Well, it's great to get to, to chat with you, especially somebody who's an expert in the space um, like yourself and, and tell you an idea that you haven't heard before. So... I know. This was a first. I dig it. I totally dig it. So uh, yeah, kudos to you. Excited to be on your podcast. We'll have to consider round two here at some point as well as we, as we awesome. get a new kind of spin on this. So uh, with that, thank you, Jordan. And, and also thank you for tuning in, right? We, we love to hear from you. What do you like about this show? What topic suggestions do you have? And hey, if you haven't already, leave that five-star review on iTunes. Makes our day helps other people find the show. And so with that, until next time, thank you. At OMG Commerce, we accelerate growth for some of the most loved brands in e-commerce, like Boom, Native, True Earth, Overtone, and dozens more. If your Google and YouTube ad performance isn't where it should be, if you're struggling with Performance Max, or if you're not scaling like you'd like on Amazon, then we have two ways to help. One, we have amazing resources that are free for the taking. 
like our top YouTube ads guide with lots of examples, our PMAX checklist, or our Amazon DSP roadmap plus many more. Or hit us up for a free strategy session. So go on over to omgcommerce.com and click on Let's Talk to request that free strategy session or click on resources and guides and pick the guide that's right for you. And now back to the show.